Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today, and I'm also the founder and podcaster of Innovation Meets Leadership. Guys, our primary focus at Thrive Today is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it to the relevance at work with your nine to five. So today we're speaking with Sarah Worley. She is a passionate speaker, author, and the co-founder of Inspire International. She has ministered in 40 different countries with over 20 years of experience. She's served in multiple church areas of leadership, and she's also helped pioneer church planting and missions initiatives around the globe. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so honored to be with you and the Thrive community. Well, I want to talk today about a beautiful article that you wrote in our Thrive Today magazine, but it also kind of parallels, I think, to some other writing you've done. And it talks about the idea of being stuck in the natural and then stuck in the spiritual and how sometimes there's this parallel. So I'd love for you to maybe just introduce a little bit about your book and then talk to us a little bit about how we also can get unstuck, because I know there's going to be a lot of women out there that are going to listen to this and it's going to really resonate with them. Well, I'm so honored to be with you. And I know during the COVID pandemic, when everything first hit and everything shut down, travel shut down, plans evaporated, and you know, people felt stuck in that place. They felt stuck in the natural. They also felt stuck spiritually, many people. And for us, my husband and I, we were our plans changed. We were going to be living overseas at the time for three months working in different areas and all that shifted, all that changed. And we had to quickly, you know, figure out how are we going to do things in a new way? And the Lord began to speak to me this word and he brought to my heart the passage in Deuteronomy chapter one, verse six, where the children of Israel had gotten stuck and here they were set free from Egypt. They were free from slavery But then they were wandering in the wilderness and they made what should have been an 11 day journey, a 40 year journey. And God speaks to them in this moment. And he says, you've stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and advance. It's time to move forward. And the Lord just began to speak to me how many of us, we are at a mountain at some time in our life, maybe many times where we get to a place where we're at a mountain of fear or a mountain of hurt, bitterness, or a mountain of pain, or confusion, or whatever it might be. And the enemy wants us to stop. He wants us to just keep wandering and keep in a place where we're defeated. But God's called us to move forward. And he's given us promises, so many promises in his word. And he's given us the grace to continue to move forward, even if we face circumstances that are out of our control and situations that are hard. So the Lord put that word in my heart to write about living unstuck. And so I wrote this devotional and it's a 30 day devotional just on ways that we can get stuck, personal examples, biblical principles and practical ways how we can get unstuck and move forward in faith. And so I talk about a lot of different things like moving from comparison to your unique purpose, moving from confusion to clarity, moving from fear to faith and surviving to thriving and a lot of different topics. But the point is that we don't have to live stuck. We can advance, we can move forward. And it may not look like what we used to do, but God has creative ways. He has new ways of doing things that he can 
show us and reveal to us that we can continue to walk out his purpose and his good plan for our life. That's so good. And I think that this this devotion that you've written is very timely as we think about some of the things that are going on in the world. I know that you probably personally wrote this from a place of pain <laughs> that you were able to overcome. Could you maybe share with us a story of, you know, you personally and what was the burden behind writing this? Well, like you probably, I've been through a lot of seasons where I felt stuck and I had to break camp and advance beyond that mountain. But one of those times was when my dad passed away. My husband and I were living overseas with our two little children. We were working in missions and church planting and things like that. And we got a call that my dad had cancer and we needed to quickly come home. And so we rushed home and just within a few hours of us being there, he went on to be with the Lord. And so it was a hard season. It was a shock to us. He was the pastor of our home church for over 30 years. And so he was a leader in the community and he was a hero to me. He was one of my best friends. And so it was not easy in that moment. And in the natural, I wanted to just curl up and just like question everything. And we went through with the memorial and five days after the memorial, we were scheduled to go back to projects we had. We were hosting a big women's conference in Cambodia and dedicating a new church we had built there. And I, in the natural, I didn't want to go. I just thought, I don't want to go back. I'm just tired. I don't understand. And, you know, all these questions. And my mom encouraged me from the example of Jesus in Mark chapter six, where Jesus went through a loss. He went through the loss of his cousin, John the Baptist. And the Bible says that Jesus was grieved in his heart because he loved John. He was close to John and he got his disciples and they went to find a quiet place across the water. And when he got there, he was met with thousands of people waiting to hear from him. And the Bible says that he looked at them with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he just began to teach them the word of God. And he taught them all day until it was the end of the day and they needed food. And all they could find was a little boy with a lunch of five loaves and two fish. And Jesus blessed that lunch and it fed over 5,000 people that day. And she said, Sarah, do you realize that a miracle happened in the midst of his own lost? And I thought, okay. <laughs> and she said, I'm not saying what you need to do. But she said, I just feel if you'll go and you'll offer the people what you have, and that's Jesus and you'll love them with the love of God and just offer what you have in your hand. God will bless it. He'll multiply it and miracles will happen. And that's what we saw. I went and by the grace of God, joy came in my heart during that time, just by me taking those simple steps of reaching out. Supernatural joy came and we saw miracles through the different outreaches. But not only that, God began to expand my vision. In fact, he brought back to my mind a vision I had had when I was a little girl of building children's homes, rescue homes for orphans. And right then and there, the Lord said, I want you to build your first home here, like now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so in the middle of a time where I was going through a hard season, the Lord began to birth fresh vision in my heart. And we built that first children's home that following year. And 36 kids moved in. Their lives were changed. That was 2010. Many of them we've been able to send to university now. But after that, 
like God began to open up doors. And now we have 27 children's homes in different parts of the world. And I say that because it's a miracle to me that it happened in the midst of my own loss, of my own pain, of my own discouragement. But God began to birth fresh vision, fresh purpose, and just new things in the midst of a time where I felt like I wanted to just curl up, fall asleep, and shut out the world. And so I share that because God can bring beauty in the midst of our ashes. He can bring joy in the midst of our pain if we'll look to Him and say, Lord, Help me get unstuck. Help me to move forward in whatever it is you have for me. It's not going to look like my life. Obviously, every life is different, but God has such greater things ahead for us. If we'll look to him and say, Lord, what do I have in my hand? What can I begin to do? And then how can I move forward with you and the plan that you have for me? So, Wow. I have such a burden for people who are just are stuck. And just even as I'm listening to you talk about this, God was able to take, like you said, what you had in your hands and multiply it and use it and advance the kingdom. I'm thinking about some people right now who are listening to this and they did curl up in the ball. (laughs) They did get knocked down. Just what can you speak over them that, you know, your own story is such an inspiration of moving forward? What would you say to that person that's saying, well, you know what? That's not my story. I'm still in a ball on the ground. (laughs) I haven't advanced how would you tell them to start to rise? Well, I would just say that your life is so valuable to God and God sees your pain and he's there right with you. And I don't ever want to minimize pain because I know everybody is going through different pains in their own life, but that God's grace is sufficient even right in that in that moment. And your steps of faith are going to look different, but I want to encourage you to rise up because your life is needed and your heart in the body of Christ is so valuable. We need you. We need you in the body of Christ. We need your gifts. We need your talents. We need your voice. And the enemy wants you to shut down. He wants to silence you. He wants you to just like, you know, curl up in a ball, but you have a part to play. God's given you such a unique purpose. And so we need your gift and it's not too late to rise up. It's not too late to wake up. You know, this is one thing the Lord even showed me when I felt like, you know, that girl wanting to fall asleep. He showed me a dream of a girl in a circle of people just asleep on the ground. And that, you know, he was calling me to wake up and to rise up and put on my strength, put on the strength that he's giving me in his word. And then to begin to walk out the purpose that he has for me. So there's strength there as we wait on the Lord, as we seek him, as we take those steps to rise up, he's there to give us that grace to move forward. And it's not too late. It's not too late for you to fulfill that dream that God's put in your heart. That's so good. All right. I have to try to not let my makeup run while you talk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know, I'm thinking about this other group of people that are still holding on to the past and they want to move forward. They want to do something new. They want to to do that, but they're they're having a little bit of a problem, right? They're clamping to the old with both hands. And sometimes when God's calling you to something new, there's this place where you have to release and you kind of go a little airborne and you don't know if the ground is going to be underneath you or not. And so it's this faith leap that you take, just trusting that on the other side of the clouds, there's going to be something where you land and you don't keep, you know, kind of continuously falling. And so I know that that's a form of stuck too, where we can, it, maybe it's not a loss. Maybe it's just, 
we're stuck in the past and God's been speaking to us and saying, hey, it's time to do a new thing, but we're still holding on. Well, yeah, I mean, we have to make room in our hearts for the new thing that God wants to do. And so sometimes that means letting go, letting go of wrong mindsets or, you know, negative thinking or comparison, whatever it might be. Or it could be letting go of something that was good in one season, but is not good for the new season, that God wants to do something completely new and fresh. And so just, you know, being open to that and saying, Lord, I trust you that you are good. And I think that's the key is trusting in the goodness of God, that he loves us. His plans for us are good and we can trust his faithfulness. And so I think just trusting in his goodness and his love for us and then saying, okay, I'm going to let go of this so I can move forward in this new thing. I was thinking about when we first moved overseas and I had to get rid of a lot of my stuff in order to move houses, you know, and move, move locations. And I realized after counting the cost, it was actually going to take more money for me to ship a bunch of stuff overseas than just let it go and get new things in the new place that I was going. And the Lord began to speak to me through that and said, Sarah, you've got to do the same thing. You've got to let go of this one season you were in. Maybe it was successful. Maybe it wasn't. Whatever it was, you need to let go and you need to move forward because I have new things and new people that I've called you to reach and new assignments that I've called you to do. So I think hearing God's voice is a key and then taking those steps of faith and saying, okay, I'm going to let go of the old so I can take hold of the new and trust that you're going to bring the provision. You're going to bring the the relationships that I need. You're going to connect me in the way that, that you want to connect me as I'm obedient to take these steps of faith. So I think hearing God's voice and knowing God is good, he's faithful. I'm going to trust him as I step out on a limb that God's going to meet me. And we saw that, you know, in seasons of our life, when we took big steps of faith and felt like we were risking everything as we took those steps and gave when God said, give this or go here, we've seen God do supernatural things, things that we couldn't make happen in our own strength. God did as we were just faithful to listen and obey what he was saying. And even sometimes when we weren't sure and we were just like, okay, we're taking these steps. <laughs> I think this is what we're supposed to be doing. But God's so good. He's so faithful that even when we mess up or miss it. He's so faithful to direct us. I think a lot of people are afraid to even just step out because they think I'm going to miss it. Or what if it's not God? You know, I find most of the time that God is so good. He, if it isn't him, he'll redirect us. He's so good to say, okay, that's all right. Just get right back on track and I'm going to help you move forward. So I think that fear of missing it or whatever really keeps us in a place of procrastination. You know, it keeps us from moving forward. So I say, you got to step out and find out. You got to start taking those steps of faith and trust that God's going to meet you. You had so many nuggets there that I think just really stand out for the ladies and things that they can just really take into their soul. So I want to I want to kind of call a couple of these things out. You talked a lot about just stepping out in faith and how hard but important and fun it can actually be if we trust God for that journey. But that trust word can be a really hard word. And so sometimes I think the enemy knows which blow to try to deal 
us so that we stop believing that God is good and we stop trusting that God will come through for us. And so I, w- I wonder, you know, if you could just lean into that a little bit more. I even think about some of the women and Thrive Today that are entrepreneurs, right? Or they're they're soon to be entrepreneurs, but that fear factor is there of just stepping out in faith. And there was something that you were saying at the end of that about how God just steps into the middle of that and he'll give you a dream. He'll give you a person right in your life that will come alongside of you and just speak the thing that you need to hear in that moment. But we're sometimes so afraid of messing up or failing or falling that we don't try at all. And so sometimes we're missing a moment where God really wants to show us how good he is and how powerful he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think back to when the Lord first spoke to me about building this children's home, the rescue home there in Cambodia. I had never done that before. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. I didn't feel adequate and we didn't have the money. And God just spoke to my heart and he said, Sarah, I'm just looking for someone who will believe me for this. Can you believe me? that I can provide? Will you just release your faith that I can use you to help these children? And I was like, okay, Lord, if all I have is faith, then I'll I'll believe you because I knew that God was stirring this in my heart. And then he just began to speak to me. What do you already have? What is in your hand? And I thought, well, I have opportunities. And I was, I actually had an opportunity that following week to speak at a women's conference in Hong Kong. And I was actually a part of hosting the conference and I realized, okay, there's an opportunity. And so I talked to the pastor and, and we began to brainstorm about building this children's home and sharing it with the women. And I said, can I share this vision? And, you know, would you be willing if we took this up as a cause, you know, for our church ladies? And cause we were a part of the church there. And he was like, yes, please. We've been looking for this. We've been looking for something like this to sew in. And so I shared it that week and within 10 days, God provide over $60,000 to build that first home. And I was blown away because it was a small event. It was maybe a hundred ladies, but I was just amazed how God, I just took the steps I knew to take. I began to make plans. I, you know, of course I talked to the people there and we began to strategize on how we would staff the home and all that. But I realized, you know, God is looking for faith and it doesn't have to be big faith. It can be little faith, you know, mustard seed size faith. And if we'll just ask him, Lord, I'm believing you for this. I don't know what you want me to do, but what do I have in my hand? And sometimes that means like sowing a financial seed and saying, okay, I'm believing that as I sow this seed, my business is going to begin to expand or I'm going to take this step and this is going to happen. But I think, you know, starting with where we are, And saying, okay, I'm going to start where I am with what I have in my hand. And I'm going to trust you, Lord, that you can multiply it and you can, you can do what I can't do. You can anoint my business or anoint this work of my hand and just multiply it to impact people. So I think just looking to the Lord and seeing also what, what do you have? What do you have in your hand and taking those steps of faith? I love that because you you looked at what was around you. You looked at the opportunities that were around you. You looked at the opportunities God had put in front of you and you were going, it's like on the way to do the thing that God called you to do on the way of being faithful. Boom. He shows up and just shows out really. And I just, I love that because there's something um, in there. And you talk about this a little bit in your article, this whole idea of just magnifying God over magnifying the issue or the problem or the thing we're faced with that we don't feel like we can overcome. And sometimes we magnify the problems 
Yeah. And we minimize God. And I love what you're saying because you're saying, hey, let's magnify who God is, which minimizes the challenge ahead of us, at least in some capacity, right? We're not saying it it diminishes it or it goes right. away. But in the magnification of God, we understand that he, he owns all this, that ultimately we're his and all of this is his. So let's allow him to move, to work, to show up. And so if good. you're believing for something that's like, something you can do, then you're not believing big enough. So good. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. You know, the scripture says in Psalms 34, magnify the Lord, exalt his name. And so many times we magnify the problem. We magnify what's wrong and we magnify the mountain. And I talk about this in the book, how, you know, just like I've got a little magnifying glass, just like you would, you know, when you magnify something, you zoom in on that. And so many times we're zoomed in on the sickness or we're zoomed in on the news. We're zoomed in on the problem. We're zoomed in on the report or the stats or whatever it is, instead of being zoomed in on God (laughs) and on what his word says. And so I know it sounds simple, but I think just shifting our focus in the moment where we start to feel overwhelmed or we start to feel afraid or we start to go through those places where we feel stuck is shifting our focus to zoom in on God's promises and picking the promises that apply to what you're walking through, apply to to your circumstance and saying, okay, I'm going to zoom in on those promises of faith over fear or worry. You know, if I'm dealing with worry, I'm going to zoom in on those promises of, of worship and peace and clarity. And as we do, that's where faith rises because faith comes as we hear the word, as we're reading the word, as we're, we're letting it get into our eye gate, you know, and we're letting it sink in Then faith rises in our heart. And I've been through seasons where the Lord would call me to shift my focus. You know, I mean, one time when our son was really ill, and we were going through a battle for his life. The Lord spoke to me in the moment and said, Sarah, worship me, <laughs> worship. And I thought, is that it, God? <laughs> I'm looking for, like, I want all the practical things like, God, give me answers. I need a miracle. You know, here he is, you know, it's a life and death situation. And God kept speaking to me, Sarah, sing, sing, Sarah, sing. And I thought, okay, Lord. And I knew what he was trying to do. He was wanting me to shift my focus. And so when I did, it was like peace began to come in my soul and faith began to rise up. And then I began to speak the word over our little boy, just life and wisdom. And that week that I shifted my focus and my, what I was magnifying, we saw a miracle happen in his little body. I mean, he was three at the time. And he stopped having seizures, which he was having all these seizures. And they were telling us really negative reports, but he stopped and God began to give us wisdom, like practical wisdom, but also just spiritual wisdom. And after that, he never had a seizure since. I mean, he got his strength back. We saw a miracle progress in his body and he's 16 now and he's going strong. And so I just, I think back to that season where I felt stuck and I was just, you know, dealing with that fear and I had to just shift what I was magnifying and look at, you know, what God was doing and what he can do. So I love that because you, (laughs) what I also see is this like 
And I love when we can do this, when we can take something tangible in the natural to remind us of what God is doing in the spirit. So I would say if you're listening to this and if your spirit is popping like mine is right now, go get yourself a magnifying glass and literally set it beside your bed, right on your nightstand. And when you lay down at night, remind yourself with that to magnify God. Like I I just... I love the idea of of just symbolism of things that can remind us of what we hear and to put it into practice. So it's not something that just goes in one ear and out the other, but it's something that we can take, we can seed it down deep in our soul, and then we can have this thing that reminds us, magnify God. I just love that. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, this last piece, which is just taking action. You talk about this in your article, you talk about it in your book. It's an important part of this forward movement and of this trusting of God. So what does that look like? Well, like I I mentioned before, sometimes we don't know all the steps, but we know maybe one step we can take. And so starting where we are with what we have in our hand, with the gifts, the talents, the opportunities, the ideas, all that that God's already given to us, and we begin to use that and then take those steps of faith and trust that God will open doors as we walk. You know, it's like when you walk into Walmart with the and you put your feet on the on the pad where it gives the automatic doors, you know, as you take the steps, the doors begin to open. But sometimes we're so fearful of everything being perfect before we take any steps that we procrastinate, you know. So Start taking the steps, start doing what you know to do and trust that God is going to direct your steps as you're moving forward in faith. We've seen that time and time again, like I mentioned with the children's homes that we started building and and then how one one home opened up now 27 homes that, that we have and, and even other projects and relationships that opened up because of that one step of faith. And so uh, never underestimate, you know, your steps of faith and never underestimate the gifts that God's put inside of you and the the gifts that he's put in your hand. You know, I think about when I look at the Bible, I look at, you know, Moses, who all he had was a shepherd's rod. And with it, God used him to shepherd the people out of Egypt and into freedom and into the promised land. You know, David, all he had was a slingshot and God used him and what he had in his hand to take out the greatest enemy of his day. The little boy with the five loaves and the two fish, all that he had was a little lunch, but God used that little bit that he had in his hand to multiply and to feed over 5,000 people. So God can take the little steps that we take, the little bit that we have, and he can do extraordinary things for his glory as we're faithful with what we have in our hand. And so I would just encourage you to take those steps of faith. I begin to just ask God, you know, Lord, what are the steps that I can take? What can I do? What what are the places that I can move forward in and begin taking those steps of faith and watch what God will do because God's able to do so much more than we can even imagine when we just trust him and we begin to take those steps. I love that and I love all the different imagery that you gave us of stories in the Bible that you know, we have to make them more than just stories, right? They're real. It's real people, real situations, real life change, and just seeing the trust that they had in God. Can you, um, I would love for our women to be able to connect into your content and to connect to you. Can you help them know how to find you, where to follow you, and then where to get some of your content? Yes, absolutely. Well, I have a website, sarahworley.com, where you can get my book, Advance, 
And I also created a 21-day video masterclass that goes with this course. So you can take it on the go. You can listen to it. Whatever is convenient for you, you can do it in a small group or individually. So this is available on that website. And then I also have another book, Awake, that also includes a study guide and a masterclass. And those are both available at sarahworley.com, S-A-R-A-H-W-E-H-R-L-I.com. And I'm also on social media. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So reach out, send me a message. I'm on Instagram, Sarah Worley. And I'm also on Twitter, the, the same name. And I'm on Facebook, Pastor Sarah Worley. So I'd love to hear from you and connect with you. I absolutely love this, and I've loved our time together today. Thank you so much for joining us and pouring into us and just spurring us forward. Thank you. It is my privilege, and I just want to encourage you that are listening, just that I'm cheering you on. Keep on dreaming. Keep on moving forward in faith because God is with you, and He's able to turn what the enemy meant for evil around for your good. So keep moving forward in faith. Well, Thrive Today, ladies, you heard it here. This has been such an amazing day. Don't forget to join us in community. If you haven't joined Thrive Today Women, do it now. Jump over, join our Instagram, and then also go to thrivetoday.com and join our community. And so ladies, as you live out your day, remember to do it with leadership, community, and strength. I'll see you next time.